Figuring out what you want to pursue after college and how to achieve your post-grad career goals can be difficult. Join the Cal Career Center as we delve into navigating your career journey through conversations with current students, alumni, and recruiters to give you practical tools and tips to drive your early career success on Bear Boss. All right, everyone. Hello and welcome to Bear Boss, the Career Center podcast. And I'm here today with Myra, who is one of our peer advisors. She's worked at the Career Center for about two years now, helping and supporting students. I'm really excited to talk to her and get more of an idea on how to navigate career exploration and internship search from a student perspective. So I'm going to pass it over to Myra. Can you introduce yourself? a little bit about yourself and some things that you've been doing here on campus. Uh, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Uh, so hi, everyone. Um, my name is Mayra. Um, I currently study political science and Chicano studies here on campus. Um, a little bit of background. Um, I am currently under, I'm working under RAISIS, which is a recruitment and retention center. Um, I'm currently the executive director um, for the organization. Previously, I was a transfer coordinator um, and then even before that, I used to mentor transfer students under the Center of Educational Equity, so CE3. Um, and then I'm also a Cal in the Capital alumni. So I've, I've been all over the place and I've done a lot. Um, but a little bit like, I guess like fun facts about myself. I'm also a transfer student. I'm a fifth year transfer, um, from Santa Ana. And then, um, also in the past like year, I have attended, uh, six concerts. My highlights have been, Definitely BTS. Um, and I am looking forward to seeing Beyonce later, <laughs> later this year. So hopefully, um, we can go to more. Um, and then at least for my career explorations and goals, I am currently deciding between education policy or higher education affairs. And I'm actually currently on the job search because I am graduating. So that's, um, uh, what's going on in my life right now. A lot to unpack there. Just quick question. Did you already get the Beyonce tickets? Yes. So I will be going Labor Day weekend with my best friend. So I'm excited. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. All right. So following up on some of those things that you mentioned, what would you say are some of the key experiences that have shaped your decision to pursue the career goals that you just mentioned? I think aside from just the passion that I have um, to giving back to my community, I think it definitely has to do with being a first generation transfer student. Um, I am the first in my family to go um, into higher education. So it's like a really big deal. Um, and so it was really hard to navigate uh, institutions of higher education. So as a way of kind of like giving back, um, I want to do the same, um, which is why I want to uh, also like look into higher education affairs um, which is what RAISIS does a lot. Um, we try to de- demystify higher education student, uh, education to students. Um, so we do outreach programs. Um, we'll do mentorship programs, basically just give them the tools to like survive and thrive. Um, but also, um, in terms of like education policy, um, I was able to get a, a glimpse of it, um, 
during my summer internship last year. Uh, so I worked with nonprofits uh, with issues on like student loan forgiveness. Um, I looked at bills and learned how bills were passed um, and how it would benefit clients. So I feel like there's like a little mesh of everything. And especially with like my identity as a first gen student, it kind of also like bled into my internship as well. Awesome. You've been involved in a lot on campus. And I was just going to ask you, how did you find out about or get involved with the different organizations you're mentioning? Sure. So at least with Raices, um, I think when I got into Berkeley, uh, they had actually emailed me saying like, hey, like you're an, an admitted Berkeley student. We're going to be hosting some virtual programming because I transferred in fall 2020. And uh, so they had like virtual like um meet and greets and so that's how I got introduced to Raices and that's where I kind of like started doing like leadership development and all that type of stuff and in Cal in the Capital, I think I saw it in a newsletter and it did interest me that I wanted to go to DC and so I kind of jumped at that opportunity to do it just because I'm like I've always been interested in politics and I kind of wanted to see what it'd be like to be working um at the nation's capital so I definitely did not want to like pass up on that like opportunity yeah, that sounds sounds pretty cool. Okay, and so it sounds like from the jump you were involved in some stuff and just kind of getting involved with uh, learning about different opportunities on campus, newsletters, centers. Okay, great. How would you say the opportunities that you've pursued outside the classroom, including some of the ones you just mentioned, have helped you clarify or confirm your career goals? Like what specifically from those opportunities would you point out? I think when I transferred here, I definitely wanted to look for community and I wanted to translate that passion into meaningful work. Um, I knew um, I definitely wanted to like help people and I love helping people, but I always wondered like, is this a possibility to make this into a career? Like, can I make this like my like long term like trajectory? Um, so I really didn't know like what kind of industries um like look like for my passions but i did find out through like panels um and i know there was like uh there'd be like chats with like raices alumni um and also as well as like my classes um specifically in my chicano major um i had a professor uh who taught uh, chicanos in the education system and he actually has a lot of like friends and colleagues in the education like like policy and like sector um and i definitely was able to connect with them and like exposed me to like so many more opportunities and more any more options for like the careers um that i've been looking for um and it helped me um just find like the roles in the field more deeply um especially with the work that i'm doing um specifically with raices um, it's super rewarding to see the outcomes in real time. Um, we work directly with students. We work directly with schools um, via mentorship programs, overnight host programs. So it's really nice to see the outcome and the direct impact you have on students, especially first-gen students. Um, and the work is just very personal, especially to me. Um, and there is like limited re resources uh, to go around. Um, and there always is the concern of burnout. Um, and this is definitely something that I'm concerned about for my future career goals. But at the same time, like, I just love doing it. And hopefully 
I can able I'm able to find like a steady balance. Um, and then at least for like how in the capital, um, definitely the expansion of opportunities. Um, and it showed me that I could work in politics without having to be a politician, just because there is like that stereotype of being a poli sci major of like, oh, like you're going to be a lawyer and then you're going to become a politician and then hopefully you're going to run for president. And that's not something that I really want to do. Um, it's not my cup of tea, but I'm very glad that I can work in politics in a different route. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I can tell the work with Raices has been really powerful, it sounds like, for you. I was going to ask you, how was that experience going and living in the capital? And was is that the place you could see yourself living more long term? Like, just how was it in general? I think that's something that I still ask myself to this day, because I feel like that was such a, a formative experience. Uh, being in D.C. for the summer, like, it was it was so much fun. I'm very glad I did it. Um my internship, for better or for worse, was in person five days a week, 40 hours a week. So I was definitely having like that typical like, um, like internship, like core, like going to work, getting your coffee with like your coworkers. And so it was really cool. And then I went to a lot of like, um, happy hours because of like, I'm 21. So like, <laughs> it was very like typical for like people to go after work to go to bars and like network. Uh, but I also just like the vibes. There's so much to do in DC. Um, there's a lot of nightlife for those who are like 21 and over. There's so many museums. Um, it's also very transit friendly, which I really liked. Um, but I think the only thing that might discourage me from living in DC long term is the fact that the weather is one because it's very like humid and musty. Uh, and then the other thing is I don't have any familial connections in the East Coast. So as someone who is very tied to their family, um, it would be a big jump for me to like live in D.C. Uh, because as of right now, like I'm telling my family that I'm thinking of staying in the Bay Area post-grad. And that was already like a really big discussion. So I feel like if I would want to go to D.C. and live there permanently, I think it'd be such a big leap that I wouldn't see myself like at least right now, but I'm not going to close it off because I did really enjoy my time there. Yeah, that's fair. That all makes sense. Um, another quick follow-up I had for you, you mentioned, right, burnout, which is an issue for a lot of people. Um, I talk about it as with staff and how there's a retention issue because of the burnout, even just in higher education, but that's across industries. I digress. Because you do so much between the career center, races, all your different things you've done, school, do you have any tips, strategies for students in terms of managing kind of doing your school and all these activities? Do you feel like, oh, I'm just really passionate. I kind of do everything. Or are there certain things that you feel like kind of keep you in check or keep you grounded? I think for the most part is knowing your boundaries. Um, at least last year, I was very much on the mindset that I have to do everything um, now, uh, because there's so much little time. And I think that also just plays into the part that I'm a transfer student and my time is already so limited. So I feel like I'm trying to make up for lost time. Um, and I do remember like burning out very fast last year, especially just because I was planning a super high yield event, um, for raises. Uh, so I do remember the strenuous work that I was doing. I think now, um, I'm, a, I'm doing a little bit better. I have designated like work days for like my extracurriculars a designated work day for homework um and i've like been very adamant to like f colleagues to like not overbook me so i think slowly but very surely i've started to like 
set my ground on boundaries. And I think that's super important um, because if not, then like you kind of just get into like the slippery slope of like saying yes to everything. Uh, but then also it might sound really cheesy, but like actually like allotting time on your calendar for like self-care days, because at least for me, like I get into that mentality of like, oh my God, like this like self-care session is in my calendar. I have to do it. Uh, so then I'll do it. Uh, but also like self-care can just be, um, just being in bed. It doesn't have to be something so grandiose where you have to like go to a spa or something. It's basically like unplugging and just resting. Uh, because I feel like, um, it's super important, um, to not risk doing burnout, especially for the work that I do, because it's just so personal and you just want to do it all. Got it. All right. Thank you. And the next question I have for you is what was a major challenge you experienced during your internship search process and how did you mitigate this challenge? I think for me, I do remember it was a very long uh, searching process and it was very discouraging. Um, with Cal in the Capital, they have you do an internship tracking form where you have, they have you track like the internships you're applying for and the goal was five internships a week and for me um it was super difficult because when i did the calendar capital um i was in my busiest semester as a student um i was like taking 17 units and i was doing just a lot in terms of extracurriculars and then additionally when i was like looking for these opportunities um for dc um there was very little that interested me um and I did apply to like 20 internships last year and I only heard back from five. So it was super discouraging from the start. Um, but I think for me, I do have the advantage of being a peer advisor. So I learned that like not hearing back from people is normal as, as much as it sucks to hear. Um, there are so many people applying to internships, so many people applying to jobs that like you're bound to not get a response, um, from other people. Um, and, it's okay. Employers may not always follow up. Um, I do like recommend, um, for people to just redirect their focus on other things, either continuing to apply or even talking to a friend about it. <clears throat> I would talk to my friends about how I would just, um, I'd get employers to like ghost me and it was awful. Um, but I wouldn't take the, um, I shouldn't or no one should take rejection or silence from the employers personally. There's just an influx of applications and it's bound to happen. Um, but if anything, if you really are interested in the role, I would definitely even follow up with the employer. Um, there are ways to do it. Um, but again, like definitely don't take the search personally. Um, everyone's going through it. It's definitely normal. Um, but it'll, it usually ends up working out for everyone. For sure. Are there any times that you did follow up ever when you didn't hear back or for the most part, would you, like you said, you kind of like, all right, time to keep it moving. <laughs> I think for me, I was definitely a keep it moving type of person. I think it was just because I was so busy. So like I would apply to stuff and then I would like tell friends in passing that I was applying to like internships and they're like, oh, what about that one internship you told me about? And I'm like, oh, I didn't hear from them. Oh, that sucks. And I'm like, oh, well. So then I kind of kept it moving. So mm -hmm. I think for me, that definitely uh, helped. I was just very busy that I uh, could not be discouraged. Um, yeah. But it, I think it helped. Okay, for sure. Thank you for sharing. 
And um, I will make a note, it is okay if you want to follow up with an employer. It is pretty common, as Myra is saying, to not <laughs> get a response. Um, not to say that's okay, but just to normalize that. Um, and so it, it is all right if, if there's a deadline on the submission. A lot of times I'll wait till a week or two after the deadline and send a follow-up email if it's listed on the job posting. Um, or if there is no deadline for the posting oftentimes you can wait two to three weeks after instead of follow-up but you don't have to it's just to encourage people it's okay to just ask on the status of your application hey just checking in to see all right so I believe i have one more formal question and then we'll kind of start wrapping up so this one is how have you put what you're learning in the classroom into use in the professional world i think for me i come at an advantage being a political science and the Chicano majors, because I feel like there's an intersection with both of them. Um, with political science, it's helped me see the bureaucracy and how government works. Um, and then with my Chicano studies major, um, I get to see the direct impact of that policy on marginalized communities. And it helps me kind of understand why things um, are the way they are. Um, and then I also have been able to like, lean onto my lived experiences as well in the workplace. Um, for example, uh, I think a, a funny like story I have is one time we were talking about Title I schools in my internship. And I shared that as a kid, I didn't know what Title I meant. So as a kid, I was like, oh my God, we're Title I. That means we're the best. Because like one is like associate, like as a kid, you're like, oh my God, we're number one. Like we're the best. Um, and I remember I got a chuckle out of uh, my coworkers, uh, because of course, like Title One has an entirely different uh, meaning. Um, but of course, like the most like obvious other skills that I've learned is public speaking. Um, at least in the ethnic studies department or like the ethnic studies courses that I've taken, it's very presentation heavy. So it's something that I'm used to and I'm very comfortable with doing. Um, and then I feel like in my political science. Uh, classes. I do a lot of uh, group projects for the most part. I'm not a big fan of them, um, but I have learned how to delegate um, and work well with others um, just because I want to get it. Um, I'm usually the type of person that wants to get it done um, by myself, um, especially um, with certain classes. Like there's just so much work to be done and you just want to get it done. Um, but I think over time, I've just realized that you will be eventually working, you will be working with teams in the workplace. So kind of like, you know, treating it like a job, um, try, which is like, sometimes you're like, I don't know if that's a good thing to do, but <laughs> it works sometimes. Um, and you just learn to be a more effective communicator also, because, you know, with group projects, like everyone has so such varying different uh, like schedules. So you, we would like pre- like delegate in the classroom. And then like, we would just like slowly work on stuff throughout the week and then like reconvene. Um, but I feel like those are the things that I definitely learned from the most. That's fair. And I mean, that's not too dissimilar to how projects work in the professional world where people have pretty different schedules and roles and you have to kind of come together. So I feel that great. All right. So our wrap up is basically anything else that you want to share any parting wisdom and specifically, just what advice do you have for your peers who are trying to identify a career direction? I think first and foremost, talk to someone about this. Um, because sometimes like you just don't know what you want to do. And that's okay. Um, I was in that same boat. Um, I would definitely 
if you're like, there's different ways of doing this. You can hash it out with a trusted friend, a professor, or an advisor. I've used pretty much all three. Um, at one point, I was like hashing out my grad school plans with the professor because I was like, should I go into grad school right after Berkeley? Should I not? Um, and like they, everyone has like provided such like good wisdom and it's definitely helped me influence my post-grad plans. Um, and then as well, like if you are like in an internship or just maybe just a regular job, definitely connect, um, with coworkers. Um, my internship, uh, I was very lucky for them to actually provide like coffee chats with like the principals and like the founders of the company. So like I was able to ask them questions about grad school and like working in politics and working in the city, um, and it helped me realize, at least for grad school, um, I don't want to do it right after Berkeley because I would have been super burnt out if I had applied now. Um, and I also don't know what program I want to do. So that definitely saved me a lot of like, like headaches and time and energy and, and also just money. Um, and I'm really glad that I was able to like reach out and like talk to someone. Um, but also if you are nervous about hashing it out or just talking to someone about like, your career goals, I would just journal it or write it out. Um, definitely list the pros, pros and cons with like decision making. Um, maybe do like a vision board and see how like that works out for you. Um, and, but then also, um, as always, like you can come speak with a peer advisor or a career counselor. Um, uh, we are here to help you and we want to sure, we want to ensure that, um, people have like some sort of like guidance or some sort of foundation to get even to get started on like that career direction. Um, and also if you are thinking of like coming to visit the career center, um, you don't have to be like prepared. Like you don't have to have this grand, um, outline or anything, or you don't need to have all the answers when before you come to us. Um, we're here to like help you set that foundation. So if anything, just come with an open mind and just be ready to like maybe chat. Um, and see where your mind's at. Great. And can you remind students and recent alum how they can meet with peer advisors, how and when? Yeah. So peer advisors um, are in person uh, Mondays through Thursdays um, from 12 to 4 at the Career Center, um, which is located right above the Rarity on Bancroft. <laughs> um, and then we also have virtual drop-in hours on Fridays from 12 to 2, I believe. Um uh, and so we're just here for you for 15 minutes if you want to chat a little bit. Uh, we're, it's definitely a good resource to use. And I definitely try to plug that resource as much as possible. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for chatting, Myra. And we look forward to seeing what you do in your future career. I'm excited, but I'm also scared. <laughs> you got this. All right. <laughs>